Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast that makes life feel lighter. And if you're wanting to live freed up and not fed up, stay connected right here. Pull up your seat. Join us in this place where faith and mental health meet. Whether you're returning here or if it's your first time, I hope you find this podcast as a useful resource to elevate your faith and mental health. So stay a while, all of you. We're talking about the hidden culprit of shame. Yes, forgiveness, but not just forgiveness of others, but forgiveness for ourselves. So stay tuned. We're getting it all started in just a moment. So have we beat the horse dead yet as it relates to this topic of shame? I can't hear your responses, but I know that if you're a subscriber and a regular follower of Freed Up, that you know we've covered about seven episodes on this topic so far and know this, we could stay on this topic for a long time, but we won't. Um, However, just know that as we close out this series on shame, I could not take this forgiveness conversation off the proverbial table. I am coming to you today to say that our freedom is at stake here. And we need to act now to prevent more loss in our lives because of unforgiveness. And we really want to address this at the root to stop what it is taking away from us. And why do we want to do that? Well, because... We are in a mental health pandemic. I believe that we are in a spiritual crisis. And as a nation, we are more depressed. We have more anxiety. We have an increase in suicidality more than we've seen in our lifetime. And we're experiencing loneliness at rates that are opposed to the very design that God intended for us by way of having connectedness. And there are so many influences of this, of course, but I wonder, could it be that we're not considering one hidden culprit in the process of healing shame? Have we truly centered that needing forgiveness is a significantly influential factor in all of this? And oftentimes when we think about forgiveness, like right off the top, we zero in on forgiving someone else, but As it relates to shame, we often have some work to do around forgiveness of ourselves. And the reason why it is so important to forgive yourself is that if you want to be freed up, unforgiveness will be the weight that holds you back and down. It will be the backpack, you know, that invisible backpack that we often carry that's filled with all sorts of problematic issues. It will be that that adversely creates this spiritual, emotional, and mental posture and alignment issue. Unforgiveness is a state of being that affects how we think, which when built over time, this thinking causes our brain synapses to wire together in pathways that will limit our potential, stunt our growth, and keep us from the connections in relationships that allow us to have intimacy with God and with others. 
it can lead to this life of numbness and apathy, fester into resentment, restlessness, and even rage. Unforgiveness is a tool of the enemy, friends, that causes our souls to tap out of the abundant life that is a gifting to us, that the Spirit of God allows us for this one life that we have here to live on earth. And as a bit of a visual metaphor, I personally believe that climate change, while we talk about it as an environmental and ecological destruction of sorts, I think we can view it also in this biopsychosocial reality where we are experiencing this rapid climate change that includes destruction to our emotions and our mental health because we become complacent about how we connect with each other and how we relate to each other. But there is this remedy for our emotional climate change problem. I can't speak to the other. There is this one action that each of us can take in our own lives that gets us so far down freedom's path that it will make our heads spin. You know, I believe that it will begin to heal the shame that plagues us and what's shifted the emotional and mental health climate in our lives. And that is offering forgiveness to others and most of all to ourselves. All right, so right here, don't tune out, okay? Because You've already seen the title of the episode and you've gotten this far in it. So if you stay connected, I just believe that there is something that is drawing you into this moment and something that God has for you to hear. So let's start off with just defining forgiveness. You know, it has been given a definition in many ways, good ways too. I like to think of it as this. Forgiveness is the spiritual, emotional, and mental release of a wrong, regardless if the situation or person ever becomes right. And so you can substitute offense for wrong if you want, however you choose to do that. But And the act of forgiveness is basically this. It's, it's taking the L so you can ultimately get the W. And what that simply means is that when taking what can seem to be a loss because we choose to forgive, that might include a loss of hearing I'm sorry from them or a loss of having the relationship continue or the loss of not having your voice heard like you wanted it to. You can fill in the blank for whatever you would put as taking a loss. But ultimately, you get the win, the win of the next, the win of getting freed up, the win of not being attached to the weight of the wound. And forgiveness, it requires honesty, faith, humility, courage, and perseverance, which the Bible often refers to perseverance as patience. See, the truth is that what we are often feeling and sensing that is hindering us emotionally, and we can't always put a finger on it, it may just be the need to do a forgiveness scan in our lives. So here's a bit of a scan analysis. All scans start with a check-in to reflect. What have I realized so I can begin to strategize? Remember, your awareness is going to lead you to the right strategy to apply. So let's start here with our forgiveness scan and do a check-in to reflect in. Am I feeling down, anxious, shameful, stuck? Those are all emotions, y'all, that say, 
hold on, something is up. I got to check in and reflect in. What am I feeling and why? What hurts? What has me stuck? What am I ruminating on? And that's going to tell you a whole lot what your mind keeps thinking about. What am I scared about or fearful of? What is making me angry or disappointed? Do I feel guilt or embarrassed or feel small or the need to hide? Because those are indicators of shame. And if I've been hurt, by whom? What happened? Was this a recent hurt or something that stems from the experiences of my past? What do I need to do to forgive them? Did I play a part in the wrongdoing? Have I forgiven myself? Have I released myself from holding on to the mistake or the failure for wounding someone or for letting them wound me or me feeling responsible for it? So it's time to get into your win column, friends, and checking in to reflect in is the first way to do it. But then how do I go about all of this forgiveness thing? Well, I'm going to share a few scriptures that I think will give us some insights into the hows. So I talked just a short moment ago about needing humility and faith and honesty and courage and perseverance, which the Bible talks about often as perseverance being patient. So that's how we do it. And I want to start with courage and perseverance. And if you feel low on that, like it's you're on empty with it, I want you to pray for that. Now, there was a question that was asked in this scripture, Matthew 18, 21 to 22. I want to read it for you so you'll know what that question is. Here's the question and here's the scripture. Then Peter came to him, to Jesus, and asked, Sir, how often should I forgive a brother who sins against me? Seven times? Jesus replied, no, 70 times seven. You know, that scripture has been told a lot and sometimes we don't understand what that means. I want to break that down. But first, I want you to know that we're not the only ones who have struggled or wrestled with forgiveness. Jesus's own disciples asked him this question. So Lord, how many times do we have to forgive somebody who sins against us? I mean. Wouldn't it be cool to not have to deal with this very difficult thing in our lives, y'all? It's okay for me to forgive if somebody took a pen off my desk and didn't bring it back. Dude, done deal. Gotcha. That's over. But it's another thing when your virtue was taken against your will, your innocence was stolen, or years of emotional support were withheld from you because of neglect. Or they left without a reason, cheated, lied, and put out more lies about you. And I can forgive myself easily, you know, if I miss a deadline or something like that. But it's a whole other thing if I continually miss meeting someone's needs who means a lot to me or skip out when it's hard or lie to get ahead or out of a big mess that I created. Or hardest yet, forgive myself for not knowing what I didn't know to help me get freed up before now. Have I wasted all these years? No. 
You've been busy surviving. And God is saying to you today that it's time to forgive so you can have the joy, the vibrance, the energy, and the peace that freedom offers us. So back to the scripture, we forgive as often as it keeps coming up. Our freedom is predicated on our faith and our faith is driven by our beliefs, not on how we feel. If we believe that God's word is true, we have to persevere in forgiveness. That means we have to keep going in it. We have to be patient to allow it to take form and to have its work in our lives. We keep doing it until time allows us to sense and feel the effects of it. Know this, forgiveness is prescriptive. It's something that the word tells us to do. It's something that we know even through research that it works. Even if it's time released, y'all, sometimes we give up too soon. If it doesn't feel better right away, we want to tap out. And that's where faith comes in. That's where patience and perseverance sets in. We trust that God is going to make good on his prescription for us and that he is the ultimate healer. So he knows what will work. Some of you are a witness of this, right? You've seen it work. I know I have. But it does take courage to trust God enough to follow his word. And it takes persevering and patience in the prescription before it will manifest before us. So that's one. How do we do this? The second how we do it is to be honest. First John one and nine says, but if we confess our sins, he will forgive our sins because we can trust God to do what is right. He will cleanse us from all the wrongs we have done. There's a second scripture here I want us to think about as well. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, and it's found centered right in the middle of the Lord's prayer. And this part of the prayer says, Lord, forgive us our sins, just as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Listen, honesty is an act of of humility. We have to be honest with God about what we've done and what others have done that have hurt us. Humility is a fundamental way toward forgiveness as it moves the me out of the way for God to show up. It's also our way of saying, God, you know, I don't know it all and I've messed up myself. And here is where I've done that and what. And even when we don't understand it, we can humble ourselves in the presence of a God who knows all things. And we can trust that he's going to bless our authentic approach to him. We can say in honesty, God, whatever you do is just and right. Your ways are not my ways and your thoughts are not my thoughts. But I know that you are a God of justice. God being a God of justice is different than being a God of fairness. God is going to do what is in our best interest and what is going to bring him glory. Remember that definition I gave about forgiveness? We release the wrong done, even if the situation or person doesn't acknowledge the wrong or do anything different. And when we internally and continually remind ourselves that we are forgiving them because God calls us to, 
and we will internally and continually remind ourselves that we are forgiving them because God calls us to it and we're going to let him right the wrong. That's how we courageously walk in forgiveness. Now, clearly, and as a disclaimer right here, this does not apply to criminal behavior or ethically violating behavior. We need to be responsible to the law of the land, y'all, when those laws have been broken and we've got to report clear cut instances of violence to the proper authorities. But for other offenses, we trust God to do what only he can do, fix it, amend it, grant justice. And honestly, I mean, if we're going to keep it 100, (laughs) we also have to be open to the justice of God looking like him giving grace and mercy to somebody else when they mess up, just like he gives it to us. But God wants your honest feelings about it. So any confusion you feel about the situation or person that hurt you or offended you doesn't turn into anger resentment or bitterness in your heart. Listen, y'all, we got to trust God's got it. And that's easier to say that, but over time, as our trust in him grows, so will our abilities to let God just be God in whatever is happening or has happened in our lives. All right, another how we do this is through faith. You know, forgiving ourselves is... It's harder sometimes than forgiving others. I think that's been harder for me. Um, I don't want to project that on you, but this is where we turn the mercy of God onto ourselves. It's giving ourselves the same compassion and capacity to be freed up or off the hook that we extend to other people when we offer forgiveness to them. It's when we take that little finger that we point to ourselves and we turn it around and fold it down with the grace of God that says, you are forgiven. And this thing with me and you is over. Here's where I like this scripture, Psalm 103, verse 12. And it says this, as far as the East is from the West, so far does God remove our sins from us. Okay, this is where we celebrate because aren't you glad that God pushes our offenses and wrongdoing away from us and from him and so much so that it will never meet up to us or him again. It's done. It's over. You know, the hardest thing to grasp about the godness of God, his unfathomable love that is in complete contrast to human love, the human mind, and human behaviors is that God does not hold our sins against us once he forgives them. He doesn't remember them. So since he doesn't keep record of them, neither should we. We have this righteous past to press on without letting something that we've done or something that we've allowed to hang out in our lives and hold us back any longer. Listen, Today can be your day to break free from shame by forgiving yourself or forgiving someone else who has hurt you or harmed you. And just when we think we're good with it, shame can remind us that we still have some work to do in this area. 
but we're all in this together, walking the same path. And I'm praying for you. As a matter of fact, let me stop and pray with you right now. Father, thank you for everyone who's listening under the sound of my voice in this podcast. Thank you for being a God who forgives, but also a God who pushes our sins away from us. Lord, there are those who are here who are struggling with forgiveness for someone else, but even more so are not even aware that some of the shame in their lives is because of an area where they haven't extended your forgiveness to them for themselves. Right now, I pray that they are experiencing the freedom that comes from your grace and your mercy that allows them to lift up from the things that have held them back. Thank you for loving us so much that you give us more than one chance You give us unlimited chances to be forgiven by you and to live in freedom and joy and peace that you've designed for us. We thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Well, listen, y'all, you do not walk this path alone. I am walking right alongside you as well as the rest of the freedom friends. Don't forget, God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you. Thank you.